I want you to take your Bibles this morning and I'm going to share some scriptures with you and I'll bring you just a, a few thoughts. I hope it'll be a help and a blessing to you this morning. And, uh, but thank the Lord for mothers. Amen. So many wonderful things. I, I want to read the scriptures first and then I'll share something else with you. Uh, people give me clippings. Ms. Joan Marshman is really good to give me clippings. I'm not sure who gave me this one. I saw it a year or so ago and I think some of the ladies used it. And I'm going to share that with you in just a few minutes before I bring the message, actually. But I want you to look in a passage of Scripture, the book of 2 Timothy, chapter number 1. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, and I want to begin reading it, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace and mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve with my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelleth first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice, I am persuaded that in thee also. And just leave off the reading there with that emphasis of young Timothy, uh, Paul's son in the faith, and who became a great Christian leader himself, uh, having been born again by the grace of God and uh, the influence of the Apostle Paul, but more especially the influence of his grandmother and his mother Eunice. Now turn over in the book of Titus. Let me read just another word here of admonition. And here in this book of Titus, in regarding to things that would become sound doctrine, notice in chapter 2 of the book of Titus, verse 1, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. That is, you are to speak things consistent with what you believe and things that have to do with the Word of God. And he says this to the older men, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith and charity and in patience. And the aged women, likewise, that they be in uh, be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. I want you to bow with me for a word of prayer as we begin this morning. Now I'll just share something with you briefly. Heavenly Father, I pray now the Holy Spirit of God to speak to my heart. I want to thank you and praise you for all your goodness to me. God, for the blessing of my mother. Thank you, our Father, for the blessing of my wife. God, I thank you for the good godly ladies in all of these years of ministry that I have watched in ministries and churches where you allowed me to serve. God, I thank you for the influence of good godly women on their children, on their grandchildren, on family, and their heart for the souls of men and women, boys and girls. Thank you, our Father of God, that you blessed this church with so many wonderful dear ladies who love you, love their families, and God are wonderful, godly examples. And I pray now for the anointing of God upon me this morning for these brief moments. I pray, God, you speak to my heart, and I'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I thank the Lord for the good testimonies this morning. And 
testifying about your mother. And I'm not sure who was distributing this around, but it was printed off for me back in 2010. Actually, March of 2010, right around Mother's Day, I guess. I'm not sure. Maybe Joan or somebody gave it to me. But it brought my memories to me. My mother had an apron. How many of you, your mother had an apron? Raise your hand. Amen. And how many of your mothers had rolls of paper towel? Raise your hand. How in the world we ever live without paper towel? But uh, my mother had apron. My wife has some aprons. I, my mother used to make aprons all the time. And so as some of you have heard this. It'd be a, a good thing. But listen to what it says. I had the privilege of growing up next door to my grandmother. I can see her coming over to our house to visit with her apron whipped around as she was walking. Unfortunately, I don't think our kids know what an apron is. The principal use of grandma's apron was to protect the dress underneath. But along with that, it served as a potholder for removing hot pans from the oven. It was it was wonderful for uh, drying children's tears. And on occasion, it was even used to clean out dirty ears Uh, from the chicken coop. The apron was used to carry eggs fussy chicks, and sometimes half-hatched eggs to be finished in the warming oven. When company came, those aprons were ideal hiding places for shy kids. And when the weather was cold, Grandma wrapped it around her arms. Those big, uh, those, uh, big old aprons wiped uh, many a perspiring brow, bent over a hot wood cook stove. Chips and kindling wood was brought into the kitchen in that apron. From the garden, it carried all sorts of vegetables. After the peas had been shelled, it carried out the hulls. In the fall, the apron was used to bring in apples that had fallen from the trees. When unexpected company drove up the road, it was, uh, it was surprising how much furniture that old apron could dust in a matter of seconds. When, di- when dining was ready, Grandma walked out into the porch, waved her apron, and the men knew that it was time to come in from the field for dinner. It will be a long time before someone invents something that will replace the old-time apron that serves so many purposes. Grandma used to set her hot baked apple pies on the windowsill to cool. Her granddaughters set theirs on the window to thaw. They could go crazy now trying to figure out how many germs there are in an apron. And listen, but don't, but I don't think there, I don't think I ever caught anything from that apron except love. That's pretty good, isn't it? I like that. And I thank the Lord for that. I have just read you two passages of scriptures that relate to women, especially. One, the testimony of the Apostle Paul about the influence of a grandmother and a mother on the life of a, a preacher, young Timothy in the faith. And then the other, Titus giving admonitions of living consistent Christian lives and a testimony consistent with sound doctrine. And he says of those women that they were to live their lifestyle in a certain way. I want to preach to you for just a few minutes on some things mama forgot to teach me. I got to thinking about that this week. Some things mama forgot to teach me. Now, my mama taught me a lot of things and uh, a lot of things that I shouldn't touch. And I'm like Brother Danny and and Brother Mitchell. Uh, They had a good way of teaching things you ought not touch. I thank God for that. Thank God for the things that mama did teach me. Now, my mother was not a perfect mother. 
I love my mama, but she had some vices like some of yours did. Uh, she she uh, had some little faith. She loved to dip snuff. Now, I, I'm confessing for mama, she's in heaven now. But uh, uh, sweet, uh, uh, sometimes sweet railroad meals and, uh, and tubros and all like that. But what she'd do, she sent us boys down to the creek bank to cut a sweet gum bush and to get a little piece of sweet gum. And she'd take that and she'd dip it in that. And that's what she did. I never thought much about it. Never paid much attention to it. But that, I guess that was her, her big deal. And then Mama liked to watch her stories. You know what I'm talking about? Mama's going to watch her stories. She liked to watch her story. But my mama was not perfect. She never talked about anybody much that I know of other than daughter-in-laws. And, uh, but I, outside of that, Mama was great. But there's some things and all that Mama taught me and all how she blessed me, there were some things Mama forgot to teach me. And if you're blessed... Your mama, got, your mama forgot to teach you the same thing. And I made a list of these. There's only 10 points in this sermon. And I, I, don't, I think we've got like 15 minutes. So I'm going to be real brief with these. And I'll just touch on them for you. And you, I hope it will be a blessing to your heart. Listen, listen to these things that God laid on my heart. And I wrote down things that my mama forgot to take, uh, teach me. I, I do appreciate Christian heritage. Appreciate all the great truths that's passed down through the word of God. But also through Christian examples. And my mama taught me a lot of good things. But. There's some things mama forgot to teach me. Number one, mama forgot to teach me which beer to drink and that tattoos are cool. Did you hear what I said? Mama forgot to teach me which beer to drink and that tattoos are cool. I, I see a lot of folk today and that's kind of the thing. And if you've got one, I don't feel I'm not trying to point you out or, or humiliate you in any way. But I got news for you. That rambling rose one day will look like poison ivy. I promise you. <laughs> You live long enough, <laughs> but uh, hey, I, I'm glad. You know what? I'm glad that mama, my mother, my mother made some of the best tea you've ever had, lemonade and all those things. But mama never taught me about that. She always taught me that there's something in that bottle that'll ruin you after a while. It's not always a good time. You don't always see the beginning from the end. And besides that, I saw enough examples of that in some of my own family members that God helped me. But mama never taught me which beer to drink nor the tattoos were cool. Number two, mama never taught me it was okay to leave the sink full of dirty dishes and the house in a mess and go out and play. Mama felt like before you did those type of things, there were responsibilities that you had to do. And so mama taught me to do that. I remember that. Uh, mama would wash the dishes. A lot of time I'd help her with the dishes and, and all those type of things. But she had a res- sense of responsibility and pride. We had a little four-room house. I was, well, they moved into that house when I first uh, w- hadn't been born but six months when we moved out. And it was, we had four rooms and a, and a path, if you know what I'm talking about. We didn't have indoor plumbing at th- in those days. But uh, our house was always clean. Mama kept the house clean and she taught me that and she, she lived that lifestyle. Somehow or another, Mama had the idea that cleanliness is next to godliness and that what God gives you, you ought to honor him by keeping it very best that you can. Mama was blessed to have that little house and she thanked the Lord for it. She took good care of our family, raised uh, us there in it and taught us the things of God there. Number three, Mama never taught me to complain about what we don't have and uh, she never taught me to complain about what we don't have and not to be thankful for what we do have. Uh, Mama didn't spend a lot of time. Somebody shared a while ago about their mother that they never heard her complain much. Mama never complained about what she didn't have. And she always seemed to be thankful for what we did have. The Bible said in everything, give thanks. And you and I ought to be thankful for the blessings of God on our lives. 
Somebody said that you can always look around and see folk who are worse off than you are. But it's hard to find people sometimes who are as blessed as you are if you get to count your blessings. If you count your blessings and name them one by one, it will surprise you what God's done. And if you'll just appreciate the good blessings of God. Mama never taught me to complain about what I don't have. She never taught me to be unthankful for the things that I did have. Number four, Mama never taught me to blame everybody else for my life situation to sit back and wait for the government to take care of me. Mama didn't teach me that. Those were dark days. They were tough days. Matter of fact, when we were up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, when I went to school, Virginia, I went to Tennessee Temple Schools. We had two children. We had a little one-bedroom apartment with two children. And uh, God blessed us. We, we were blessed there. And I, I took and uh, I worked second shift and went to school. And uh, I went up down the back alley sometime, picked up bottles to buy milk and things that, like that. And I remember one time, I've told the story many times, I'm going to tell it again. But I, I remember one time we sat down, I had, we'd gone and we bought some dried beans and some fat back and Regina made biscuits. And we had dried beans and fat back and biscuits. And I had enough money, I bought two little pieces of bubble gum and I gave the children bubble gum. They were tickled to death. Now you can give them a Cadillac car and they don't think it's good enough. But at any rate, I, and they were tickled to death with two pieces of bubble gum. But we sat there and we just happy as we could be. Like the fellow said, happy as we had good sense. And I looked around and I told Gene, I said, we, we didn't have enough money to buy anything hardly. We just had enough to buy some dried beans and some fat by biscuits. And I said, Regina, I said, you know what? I said, I was poor growing up. I never knew it. Mama used to cook fat back and dried beans all the time. I thought she cooked because it was good. And she really couldn't because we was poor, but I never knew it. My mother never taught me to complain about what I don't have, but to enjoy the good blessings of God about what I do have. She never taught me to, to sit back. And to complain about my lot in life and to wait for somebody else to take care of me. Mama never took time to teach me that. Fifth thing mama never taught me. Mama never taught me that there were not enough hours in a day to work a full-time job, raise children, clean house, and uh, do laundry, work in the garden, work in the yard, and do quilting, and also doing sewing on the side, and still have time to read the Bible and pray. Mama never taught me there weren't enough hours in the day to do that. Because I watched her over the years as she did every one of those things and always had her big black Bible on the head of her bed. Many a night after all of those activities of the day, she'd sit down and read that old black Bible and study the Word of God and pray and pray for the children. I'm glad that evidently back in those days there were more hours in a day than there are now. Mama never taught me this. Mama never taught me that commitment does not matter and that it's okay to live a life of free sex with many partners. Mama taught me different than that. She didn't teach me the modern thought life about that. She taught me the biblical aspect of that kind of lifestyle, that God has a man and a woman, and God's ordained that they be together, and that sex outside of marriage is wrong. Mama never taught me uh, as, as I was growing up, that when you get older, you're supposed to sit down and complain about how bad you feel and complain about all the things you missed in life. Mama never taught me that. I see that happen sometimes, sadly, that when people get, start getting older, they get to sitting around and complaining about how bad they feel and get complaining about all the good things they missed in life. But Mama never did. I thought back over Mama's life. Mama never had a whole lot, never had to, much, never learned to drive until after my daddy had died. And yet uh, she seemed to be happy. 
my mama, when she was 87 years old, she went home to be with the Lord. She was sick just about a few months before she died. Never could find out what was wrong with her. Since that time, I've had to fill out some applications for insurance for myself. They want to know how your daddy died and how your mama died. And I said, daddy died when he was 62 years old, had asthma and emphysema, smoked all his life, best I can remember, and uh, didn't take care of his body. Mama lived to be 87 years old, mowed the grass the summer she died. And, uh, but mama never taught me that when you get old, you're supposed to sit down. She just kept on going. Mama never taught me that church is not important, that Sunday is just another day, that it's a good day to go fishing, play ball, or to go shopping, or just to do nothing, or to do anything except worship God. Mama never taught me that. Although we didn't have a lot, Mama always taught me that the Lord's Day was a special day. It was a day when we ought to go to church. We ought to worship God. We ought to honor the Lord. We didn't drive. Mama didn't drive. And so for most of my life, until I was almost a teenager, we depended on somebody else to get us to the house of God. I can remember walking down the road to catch a ride with somebody to go to church because Mama wanted to go to church. I can remember riding an old church bus when I was a young boy with Mama to the church of God. Although she was a Baptist, the Church of God bus come by. And so she went and worshiped God. Mama never taught me that Sunday wasn't important and that going to church was not all that important. She taught me the contrary of that. Mama never taught me that personal happiness is more important than being a blessing to others. My mama was a happy person, I believe. But she also was somebody who wanted to help be a blessing to others. And thank the Lord for that. Out of that lifestyle, out of that living the doctrine of the Word of God, I learned some lessons about the fact that real happiness doesn't come from trying to satisfy your own happiness. But quite often, real happiness comes from trying to be a blessing to others. And I thank the Lord for that. Mama never taught me that I came from a monkey. She forgot to teach me about evolution and about all those things. In fact, Mama didn't even know all the modern terms of those words. If I'm Remember correctly, I don't ever remember the word evolution being used in my home. Mama always thought that people came from God and that children were a gift from God and a heritage of the Lord. She never taught me the myth of evolution and that I came from a monkey. Mama never taught me that hell was not real and heaven was not real. I heard that after I got up and out from home, but mama never taught me that. You see, mama always thought that hell was a real place and that it was real fire and that people who lost and die lost go there. And consequently, she wanted to see everybody saved that she could. She also thought that heaven was a very real place and that there was coming a day that people who lived there would never be sick again. They would never have a problem again and they'd always be happy in the presence of the Lord. Mama taught me those things, but she forgot to teach me the myth that hell's not real and that heaven's not real. Mama forgot to teach me that the physical is more important than salvation because mama knew the necessities of life were necessary. You had to have clothing. You had to have food. You had to have water. had to have all those things. But the most important thing in mama's estimation was that you were saved and that heaven was your home. And that you can live there if you trust the Lord Jesus Christ. Last thing mama taught me was this. Mama forgot to tell me that there's a whole lot of other ways to go to heaven. 
Mama was so uneducated that Mama believed that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. And that the only way he could ever go to heaven was by trusting Jesus. And I sure am glad for all the things Mama never taught me. Will you bow your heads in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that heaven is a very real place. And thank you, our Father, that without the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no salvation. Father, I want to thank you for the fact that you loved us and died for us and gave your son that we, that we might have everlasting life. And Father, I want to thank you again for my mother. And thank you, our Father, for my wife. Thank you for the dear ladies that God you have blessed me with in the ministry to be able to see and watch them. And Lord, dear folk who love you and love others. Our Father, the, the simple biblical truths. Our Father, that people have echoed in their testimonies of their mother. And that everybody in here who had a Christian mom could testify as much as I did. I want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for the things that mama did not teach me. God, I want to thank you for the things that she did teach me. Thank you for the things that she lived her life by. And I pray, God, the Holy Spirit, God, will use these simple thoughts to speak to hearts of men, women, boys, and girls. Our Father, I'm thankful that while all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, that Jesus Christ bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that whosoever will may come. Now, while we have our heads bowed and eyes are closed, and as Ms. Brenda comes to the piano to play something very softly, we're going to go here in a moment, and I want you to have a great time with your family today. No evening service tonight. Just enjoy the good blessings of being around your family. I really meant to call my sister this morning. I got busy and didn't get a chance to call her. Many of you prayed for her. I appreciate you praying for her. She's doing much better. She, uh, my sister's, uh, let's see, she's seven years older than I am. And uh, she had a bad fall here a while back, broke both of her shoulders and arms. But she's doing better, doing better. I want to call her because it's been my custom over all these years until Mama went home to be with the Lord to call Mama on Sunday morning especially. <laughs> I thought about some of our church family. I saw some of our church family on yesterday and they told me it'd be a hard day for them, for their family members. And I said, I've thought about it through the week. Some who have us children who've gone on to be with the Lord. But you, you know what? I, I, I want to pray that God administer grace to them. These are difficult days. But I sure am glad for the ones that I know about that they are saved. I thought about one dear lady who every year as long as I knew her, that this Sunday was a very difficult Sunday for her. And I thought about the fact this Sunday would be different. That she's now with her son. It'll be a good Mother's Day. What I'm trying to say to you is this.
This world's changed drastically. Family structures changed. But what's important, what was important then is still the most important thing now. And that is that you love one another and that you honor God and that you know that you're saved. And when your loved ones leave this world, that is not goodbye. It's I'll see you in the morning. Because of those of us who are saved, that there is coming a day that we'll be together with our loved ones for all eternity. I'm going to ask you a simple question. I'm not going to belabor the point. Didn't really preach a message this morning. I just shared some thoughts. But I hope maybe God spoke to you in those simple little thoughts about what Paul and what Titus said, how important your influence is on children and others. others. And I wondered this morning if there's a man or woman, a boy or girl here who'd say to me, Brother Billy, my mama has been a good mama. Some of you would say my mother's in heaven now. And I wonder if there's a man or woman, a boy or girl here who'd say to me, Brother Billy, I cannot say for sure that I'm going to go to heaven. I don't know why I'm saved. The Bible said these things are written that you might know that you have eternal life. You can know you're saved right now. When it's all said and done, that's what all this is about, is that somehow God's Holy Spirit speak to your heart that you'd know that you need to be saved. That there's some things that's more real than the temporal. There's something beyond the physical. This morning you can know that heaven's your home. If you're here this morning, maybe a visitor, a guest, a man or woman, you say, Brother Billy, I, if I were to die right now, I don't know for sure I'd go to heaven. But Pastor, would you pray for me? If you're a visitor or a guest, let me assure you I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to try to sing you out. I'm going to pray for you right now. But if you say, Preacher, if I died now, I don't know I'd go to heaven. I want you to pray that I'd know that for sure. With every head bowed, every eye closed, no one look. Would you raise your hand across the building? Thank you so much. Somebody else? I don't know for sure. Thank you so much. God bless you. You may put your hand down. Others? If I died right now, I don't know for sure I'd go to heaven. But preacher, pray for me. I want to do that. God bless you. God bless you. I don't think I shared this here except when mama died. I think I shared it in a revival recently. When my mother died, she died at my sister's house. She had just come home from a brief stay in the hospital. They never could find out what was wrong with her. But they knew mama wasn't well. She didn't go back to her house. My sister took her to her house. My niece Shirley is a nurse and she brought her home from the hospital. On the way home from the hospital up to my sister's house in Virginia, mama just kind of leaned over in the seat and and uh, that was the only indication that something went just right. Surely got her set back up. That night, in the middle of the night, sleeping in the bedroom adjacent to my sister, my sister heard Mama in there, and she got up went in there, and Mama was awake, kind of sitting up in the bed. She hadn't even been able to sit up. And my Mama said to her, she said, Jean, call Shirley, that's my niece across the road that's a nurse and called Kathy that's the other niece and mama went and called her real quick and she went back and tried to talk to mama mama said I'm alright I'm fine 
And when the girls got in there, they both saved, Jean saved, my sister saved, Mama saved. Shirley said, Grandma, Granny, what, is, what can I help you? My, Grandma, what you need? She said, I don't really need nothing. I just want you to sing with me. I want you to sing, Jesus loves me. And the girls looked at each other, my sister, and they just sang, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. When they finished singing that song, my sister, my, my niece Shirley said, Uncle Bill, I wish you could have been in there. She said, God was all over that place. She said, it felt like angels in the room. And she said, Grandma just laid back on the pillow and just slipped out. You can leave here like that. You can know you're saved. I'm going to pray for my dear friends who raised their hand. But could I invite you this morning to take a step of faith, come to the nearest aisle in just a moment, and trust Jesus. Let's all stand together with our heads bowed. Heavenly Father, I ask now in the strong name of Jesus that God the Holy Spirit, God minister to the hearts and lives of these who've raised their hand. I thought if I could be saved for them, I'd do it. I know how, how earnestly you want them saved, Father. You gave your son that they might be saved. He's already paid their sin debt. And that, Father, by simple faith, by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and receiving him, they can have all their sins forgiven and they could know this morning they were going to heaven. Our Father, what a wonderful day on the Lord's Day and on Mother's Day for somebody to come and say, I want to be saved and know it. I want to trust Jesus Christ as my Savior today. And God, I pray for these friends that, God, you'd help them right now to, our Father, respond in faith and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And come and trust Jesus. God, I pray you'd help them to do that. I pray they'd know their sins were gone. I pray in the strong name of Jesus that God, you'd draw them, help them to take that one simple faith, faith step and come and receive Christ this morning.